0: Hello, it's CW. Thank you so much for checking out this podcast here at corncountry.com and on the Corn Country app. Coming up on Saturday, September the 3rd, there is a super cool event happening in Brown County. It's called the Red Line Ride. It's a fundraiser for the Brown County Volunteer Fire Department. Lacey and Hunter from the Brown County Fire Department stopped by the Corn Country studios to talk about this and other things that are happening with the Brown County Fire Department. So sit back and enjoy our conversation with Lacey and Hunter from the Brown County Volunteer Fire Department about the Red Line Ride. So we got Hunter and Lacey are here with us in the Corn Country Studios. Guys, welcome. First of all, thanks for coming on up to Franklin. Thanks
1: for having us. No problem.
0: Uh, Let's start with you, Lacey. How did you become an, an EMT? How did you get into this line of work?
2: Um, So actually, I was enrolled in nursing school and um, then the pandemic happened. Um, I decided that that was not for me. And um, I took a job doing dispatch, which through dispatch, I met my chief, current chief, Nick Kelp, and um, he got me on the fire department. And then it just was like a world had just exploded open for me. So lots of doors are open. Um, we've, we get lots of training, lots of training for free. Um, so I was able to go through the IVFA and get my EMT certification through Ivy Tech. And then um, I currently work for Lifeline, and I'm actually in my medic program now through Ivy Tech as well using our IVFA grant.
0: Yeah, my daughter who lives in Wisconsin is into your line of work, and she's just became uh, an EMT as well. So okay. I, I I think it's really really great that you got into that. You got any interesting stories? I imagine you must have seen <laughs> some um, uh, some unusual things in in uh, in your line of work.
2: Yeah, I'm not entirely sure what all can be disclosed on a radio <laughs> station for that, but um, I right. have seen. I've seen a lot of things that a lot of normal people should definitely not see in their line of work. Um, so lots of it I don't like to talk about just because it can be very traumatic. So you have to learn to compartmentalize all of that. Um, I can't even think of a funny sort of situation that I've had.
0: Well, I've heard that even. from police officers, too. I've talked to a uh James Ison, the police chief up in uh, Greenwood, and he said the kind of the same thing. There's just some things you just can't unsee. Yeah. Once they happen, and that's part of the process of when you have to kind of put it behind you and then just kind of refocus. And and and, and that's got to be kind of tough in your line of work.
2: It is tough, and you know, you go home at the end of the day, and you know, you're like my boyfriend. He'll tell me about his day, and he's like, "How was your day?" I'm like, "You know what? You just really don't want to know." You don't you don't want to know. So a lot of times I come home pretty quiet. I'll just take a shower, eat my meal, and go to bed. But um, it's still a very, it's something I'm still very passionate about. And I love the line of work that I'm doing. And I'm super excited to get my medic um, to be able to go further and grow um, a lot more in my field.
0: Hunter, how about you? Uh, how did you get in, uh, to be into the fire department?
1: Well, so uh, several years ago, I owned a store in Nashville. And I was attending a town hall meeting. And, uh, I was listening to everybody talk and the current chief Dak kelp at that point in time, he had offered to have some of the students that had issues, um, after school come help at the fire department and, you know, mentioned how they always needed more help and everything else. And right then and there, I was like, you know what? I have some extra time. I can do this. I can help them out. I don't know what all I can do, but I can help. And, uh, I went, I went told him I wanted to put an application. I did it that evening. The next Monday was their meeting. I got voted on, immediately started getting certifications. So got my EMT, got my firefighter certifications, um, really started growing in the field and realized this is something that I absolutely love. And if I would have known that this was something that I loved so much back when I was, you know, 18 years old and getting out of high school, this is what I would have pursued from then on. And I mean, it is a fantastic thing to help with, not even just being a firefighter, but the little community outreach things that we're able to do and just talking with people and being able to educate some people on how fire departments work and Fire safety and interacting with the little kids is one of my favorite things. I have two, almost three kids of my own and just being able to see their faces light up with the fire truck when you drive by is excellent. It's something that I absolutely love.
0: I think it's a lot of a lot of kids have that dream of becoming a, a member of the fire department. For those kids and maybe even the teenagers that are thinking about, you know, what, what am I going to do after high school? What advice would you give to someone if they were thinking about getting into your line of
1: work? If there's anything that I could say, especially to my younger self or any young person out there is explore every potential opportunity. Even if you don't think you're going to like it, job shadow someone, go find out what you can do, what you can't do, what fits with you, because you may not know what is right for you as you grow up and what career you want to take. And you end up finding that later on in life and not being able to go back and change everything that you've done so far. And I wish I would have explored more, kind of done some job shadowing and really focused on finding something that I love instead of just pursuing the route that everybody told me I needed to go.
2: That's definitely the same, especially being a woman in the fire industry. Um, I'm quite a bit older than Hunter. And um, currently there's, you know, a cap for perf departments, for career departments, you have to be 35 or younger, sometimes 36 or younger, I don't meet any of that criteria. So I really feel like I did myself a disservice, not knowing that there was this whole other world that I would become very ingrained and passionate about. Um, Had I done that at a younger age or known that, you know, firefighting isn't just for men, it's for women too. um, That would have changed a lot. We currently have a cadet program. So definitely to piggyback on Hunter, find a cadet program, find a station that allows cadets to come in and sort of work alongside the firefighters. So you can really get that nice sort of seam line or straight line.
1: Volunteer fire departments are an excellent opportunity (laughs) because there really is a job for everyone, whether or not, you know, actual fire service is your passion or something that you can or want to do. You can help in so many other areas. I mean, whatever your skill set, whatever whatever your opportunity, you can help. And we need help in every potential area that you can provide.
2: Do you need more women in your field, Lacey? Um, I definitely would love to see more women in our field. I don't know how it is for career departments, but just like scrolling through Facebook, I manage our Facebook page, so I'm following and other departments and seeing what they're doing and sort of getting tips and tricks and other ideas from them. And um, I don't see a whole lot of females in the industry. Um, it's definitely heavily male populated. and I'd love to see it. I'd absolutely love to see it. Well,
0: let's turn the tide a little bit and talk about the, uh, the Red Line Ride. Tell me all about this event.
2: So this will be our second annual Red Line Ride. It is a fundraiser for our department. Um, One of our members came up with the idea to do a red line ride last year on September 11th, um, the 20th anniversary of the World Trade Center attacks and all the lost firefighters that we lost. Um, So we were in volunteer departments. You have to do a lot of fundraisers to put fuel and, you know, buy gear and everything so we thought, well, let's focus our fundraising on more of an experience rather than just, you know, a fish fry or, you know, the traditional fundraisers. So this year um, we have a lot of really great things lined up. Um, we have three bands coming to play at our after party. Um, our ride is, what, 72 miles or so? Yeah, our ride takes us all
1: the way around the county, and we're going to stop by every fire department. There's six fire departments total in Brown County, and I mean, Brown County is a beautiful place to ride and drive anyway, so it really plays in our favor to go through, visit all these fire departments, and then end up back where we can have a great party afterwards.
0: So this may be a dumb question, but what does Red Line ride? What What is the significance of the Red Line? What does that mean?
1: So... Uh, we see that with the red line, the blue line, all of these things. Um, the thin red line specifically represents that line between chaos and the normal life. And the thin red line is the fire department standing there in the way of chaos and being able to step in when it's needed and provide life-saving skills and abilities and hopefully make a difference in the world.
0: So when is this going to take place and how can folks get involved?
2: So our ride is September 3rd. Um, it's going to be starting at the house of thunder in Naubone. That is, um, let's see, our registration is from 10 AM till noon and then we'll do our kickstands up and tops back at noon and start making our way to all the departments. Um, We have a Facebook page, our browncountyvfd.org has a big banner. You click on it for the Red Line ride. Um, You can register there. If you pre-register before August 7th, you're guaranteed a commemorative shirt. Um, We will have some extra shirts, but they go quickly. And then um, we also have a sponsorship link if anybody is wanting to do some sponsorship things. We've got a lot of great donations from our community um, town shops. So we're really looking forward to it this year.
0: Do you prefer them? They register ahead of time?
2: Um, It's always helpful. That way we can get a good idea of how many people to expect. Um, It helps with planning as far as food and just like any other event. Um, But you absolutely don't have to pre-register. You can register right on site.
0: So Lacey, how much does it cost to register for the ride?
2: Um, So it's $25 per person. Um, With that, you get a $5 meal voucher um, and then also the commemorative t-shirt. Um, we also have um, some special things that we're not disclosing yet for participants when they come to the ride um, that will be a little bit different from last year.
0: What if somebody doesn't have a motorcycle but still wants to help out? Is there is there anything they can do?
1: Yeah, so if you don't have a motorcycle or a Jeep, you're always welcome to come and join us for the after party. Uh, You're always welcome to donate or help us with any of our other fundraisers. If you're not available that day for whatever reason, keep an eye on our Facebook page. We're going to have all of our upcoming fundraisers posted on there and you can help out in whatever ways that you're able to, whether it's just attend a meeting. Um, We love it when people bring us cookies or something or just say thank you. It makes it makes all the difference in the world just to know that people want you to be around.
0: That's Hunter and Lacey who joined us from the Brown County Volunteer Fire Department. I'm CW. Thank you so much for checking out this podcast here at corncountry.com and on the Corn Country app.